What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC News. On this week's episode, we look back at Bellator 249 Cyborg versus Blanco, which featured Cyborg, the featherweight champion, getting her first submission win of her illustrious career. Plus, we're going to hear from Bellator president Scott Coker about the remainder of 2020 for his promotion. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this MMA edition of TSC. Congratulations on the win, your first Bellator title defense. Uh, talk to me about your performance. How did you think you did? No, I'm really happy. I work very hard, you know, with my team and I work in box. I have, I work everything. I was mixed martial arts and you work to maybe try to submission, my first submission in my career. And I'm very happy. Thank Cobrinha for being with me all the time too for work done. Were you surprised at how tough she was? She took a lot of shots from you, especially towards the end there and, and hung in there for as long as she could. Yes, she is really tough. And I felt when I get it, broke her nose in the right hand and you know, she's very tough and because this, she deserved to fight for the title and I'm very happy she's accepted and did a great fight. And coming off of the uh, the pandemic layoff, you, you feel pretty good in there? You look pretty fresh, kind of a vintage cyborg performance. You know, I'm sorry, my fans, but you know, I, I hear all my corners, every single thing and very nice, you know, no, no having a crowd and listen, just my corners, very nice. For sure. And, uh, you know, talk to me about where you think you go from here before the fight. You said you were focused just on Arlene. So... Um, you know, you're hoping to defend it against someone else, do a boxing fight. What are, what are you thinking right now? Uh, you know, I've been working a lot of boxing with Virgil Ortiz, and I, it's my dream to one boxing fight. If I can have the opportunity, you know, Scott Cook can say he's, maybe I can give one fight for me. And I just have to continue training, continue work. And if you're going to be MMA or boxing, I'm, I'm just going to be ready. Chris, congratulations. You looked absolutely sensational tonight. Uh, one of the storylines heading into this was that you were returning to work with uh, Massa Rafael Cordero, the original coach. Uh, you stated the last time you really worked close with him was the Gina Crono fight, which was a long time ago. What improvements have you made since the Gina Crono fight until now? You know, work with Rafael Cordero coming back is it's so nice because so blessed because, okay, the COVID part makes it a lot of difficult for a lot of people, but I always I think about when they have bad things happen, we need to, we need to see the both way. And the, the, the way it's, it's close to my house, I live one mile from King's MMA. Thank for everybody, that team. It's an amazing team. We work hard every day. Every week, have a fight every day, have a fight. And this is the training hard every day. And back to training for him, he know me. He know me the first day I step in the, fight, in the gym. You know, and he knows I, I was, don't know anything, but I want that doing. I want to work hard. And he just look at me, he knows what I feel, what I think. And it's very nice to have the opportunity to work with him for this fight. Uh, one Hopefully one day COVID will be all over. You'll be able to go back to South Africa. What's the plan? Are you going to do your camps in South Africa? Are you going to continue working with coach or a little bit of both? You know, maybe I can invite them to the Kings MMA. <laughs> They're going to like, you know, I love Rich. I love everyone over there. You know, I learned a lot of them. And maybe I come back to you. Over there, I go do missionary work at you. I don't just train over there, but I try to help the people in Uganda and another place. And this is, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to stop doing and where I'm at. I'm going to continue training hard. Uh, the other thing that's been in the news about uh, Master Cordero is he's been working with Mike Tyson. Any chance you got to, you know, get learn some tips from uh, from the former champion? You know, everybody playing for me. Ah, Chris, when are you going to do spar Mike Tyson? I said, I have to wait my fight after. After maybe, I'm joking. You know, it's, 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 it's a legend. You know, I, I watched him with my dad when I was a kid. Little bit because I will never like a fight, but I watch his cup fights in Brazil. Everybody loves boxing, and see Rafael Cordero. He's worked so hard, you know, for with all the fighters, and see work with Mike Tyson. Just his dream coming true, and he's never had the dream. I think show up for him and see how's going to work our lives. He's have a plan for us. We didn't even think about. Uh, my last question, and 
you refuse to name your next opponent. You never have. If anybody has ever deserved to name their next opponent, it's probably you. That said, one opponent you're always going to be linked to is probably be Amanda Nunes. Uh, Scott Coker has gone on record many times saying he believes you're the greatest female fighter of all time. A lot of people agree with him, but there's also that camp who says Amanda Nunes is the greatest fighter of all time. Do you care who's the greatest? And if you do, who do you think is the greatest? You know, you never hear I'm saying anything about else, uh, but if the people say I'm the greatest, I just, I'm, I hear them, but I continue to work hard every day. And if the opportunity to have a fight again, she knows she don't no run away about the, the rematch. And I'm continue to work hard. And if God give me the fight again, I'm going to be ready. It's going to be a different story. Thank you. Uh, Cyborg, you just seem like you're having so much fun. Uh, can you walk us through what it was like fighting for a title with no fans? Uh, you know, it's, I feel, it's very, everything different, you know, it's a lot of things that let protocol have to change and the people be different in the room, you know, but this is one thing is nice. You get a Fox or a fight. I always stay locked out in my room anyways, in the week of the fight. And a lot of things don't change for me, but it's sad a little bit because fans love watching MMA, but for sure they watch everybody at the house and with the, you know, his family and they enjoy the time. It's happy to come on back. You know, coming back better than nothing. It's very nice to have the opportunity to fight this time. Yeah, for sure. You were throwing 10-piece combos without breaking a sweat almost. Uh, when can we maybe see you coming back into the cage? You know, I'm ready. I continue training. If Scott Coker is going to be putting me as soon as possible, I'm here. I'm here to fight. I have to rush. <laughs> Donald? Hi, Chris. How's it going? Congratulations on a great performance. You weren't too keen on talking about her pre-fight, but maybe this time... It's a little easier for you. This fight with Katie Taylor, the talk doesn't seem to go away. Do you think that that, that fight is a possibility? You know, I'm going to continue to work hard. You know, it's my dream to one boxing fight. And I'm going to leave it to my manager and Scott Coker decide who's going to be fight next. And if they're going to fight boxing with me, let's see. Do you think that that fight could be for women's sport, for women's combat sports, maybe what Mayweather and McGregor was for men's combat sports? I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a great fight. Maybe I can do boxing and she can do an MMA fight with me. It's going to be <laughs> That'd nice. That would be crazy. Thank you. Thank you. Jay Anderson. Thanks very much. And uh, Cyborg, congratulations on the win tonight. Uh, just a couple quick ones. First of all, all this talk about a boxing match, would you want to wait until fans could come back to do the boxing match? Because it might be your only only chance. You know, I have just to continue training and for sure it's a heavy fans. It's better, better for them. You know, I, I love all my fans. It's nice when fight with them too. And let's see, I'm just going to work hard and waiting, you know, see who's going to be the next. And you dedicated the fight tonight to Rhea who passed away recently. And I'm wondering if you just talk about uh, her just a little. You know, the Ryans is one kid, five years old. I met him in South Africa. He's really fighting against cancer and he's passed away. Soon after Julia Budd fight, and I promised him I was gonna give the title for him, and I did. I did dedicate this fight for him, and it's not just for him, but everyone at the house, at the everywhere, fighting for their lives every day. You know, I, I'm fighting three times a year. You know, but then fight every day for their lives. And Ryan is, is he's touched my heart so much because even though he's passing so much tough time every day, he's always smile. He's always try open the door for someone. He always make for you his, his smile. And this is a, the, the message I want to give it to all my fans. It's don't let it for a, for tomorrow do something nice. 
that if you need to say I love you for someone, forgive someone, do that. You know, is you know, let it for tomorrow. Do today what you can do tomorrow. If you want to help someone, help today because to later they'll be late. That's it, guys. Sean, uh, cyborg, congratulations on the win. I want to ask you talk about what a difference a year makes. Obviously, the pandemic has affected us all this year, but for you personally, your career. How much happy are you to be with Beltran May? It seems like there's a division around you. There's a lot of woman interest in you being on CBS Sports Network, and there's a plethora of uh, different fighters that they have to offer you, something that wasn't available to you in UFC. You know, I'm just very happy that Scott Cook gave the opportunity to fight on CBS Sports Network the first time, and I'm very honored and they work really hard. Even though if the pandemic time, hard time, but you always train hard at the gym, and everybody try to be safe for be healthy, our partners, and you know, just happy, thankful for being here. Chris Cyborg with a uh, pretty vintage performance there. What was your takeaway from, uh, from seeing that performance by her? I mean... My understanding, this is the first time she's had uh, a submission in her fight. So, you know, here's an athlete, a martial artist that's just continuing to get better and better and better. I mean, Arnie was in there to fight. She brought it. She brought it the best she could. But, man, too too much speed, too much power, too many combinations. I mean, it's just, it was a rough night for Arlene. And, you know, cyborg is cyborg. She is the greatest female fighter, you know, in the history of, MMA, in my opinion. So I'll just leave it at that. And I guess, where do you think she goes from here? She was leaving her options pretty open. She said, if, if you were open to it, you know, boxing something, she wants to check off the bucket list at some point. What do you think? Do you, do you think she should take on a, another contender first or go to, go to boxing? Well, there's a, there's a couple. I mean, we have some girls that can fight her, obviously, still. And, you know, Kat Zingano is somebody that pops in my mind. You know, maybe another fight or two. Then we can put that fight together. Um, but really, it's going to be up to Chris, and I, I know that we'll talk to her management, but, you know, we've had uh, a, a lot of boxing interest, and the promoters are starting to reach out and saying, how can we put this together? And uh, if it's important to, to Chris, we'll do it. So it's really going to be up to her, and um, I'm all for it, man. I'm a big boxing fan. I love MMA. I love combat sports. I love martial arts. So to me, if this is something that's important to her as a – you know, as a um, as a martial arts competitor, as a combat sports competitor, let's get it on, man. That's how I feel. And right before the start of the main card, news broke that you had lost the co-main event between mm -hmm. Patricky mm -hmm. Pitbull and uh, Jaleel Willis. As a promoter, how difficult is that to, to deal with on fight night? And uh, can you just maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah, you know what? Um, I mean, I've been doing this a long time, so honestly, nothing surprises me anymore. You know, it just came out of the blue. About 20 minutes before the show was gonna, the main card was gonna start, and um, I get a you know call saying the pit bulls out. You know the doctors made the call, so the doctor is the one that made the call, and the cornerman of uh, Pitbull made the call, and it's the right call because look, health and safety first always. There'll be another day for him, right? And and uh, hopefully he'll be back soon and be 100% healthy and ready to compete. But this is not this is not the type of sport that you want to have a bad day in there because you're not feeling well and there's something wrong. You know, it's, it's just, I would hate for him to get hurt if that was the case. And, and then I, we would feel responsible. So I think the doctors made a good call and the cornerman, he himself wanted to fight. He's upset and really upset that he can't fight. So, you know, that's, that's, that's how he is, but he's a fighter and he wants to fight. Uh, but it just wasn't safe for him to do so. And that's what happened. Uh, CBS Sports Network, this was your first American event that you've held, Thursday night slot. Um, 
people seem to like the pacing a lot. I think that stuck out. What was your overall impression of, of uh, how things went down? I know you were here watching the fights, but yeah, I mean, you know, it's um, you know, it's 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 it feels like our other shows about the same. And uh, I think the pacing is good. I think the pacing, you know, we have, uh, uh, you know, national commercials that air on, on the network and we have obligations and things like that. But, you know, I think that uh, when the TV fight started, I thought they went very smooth and things ran well and we had some good fights and, uh, and it ended with a big bang with Cyborg because that was an impressive performance. Last one for me. Um, I noticed, you know, this this card, this main card started at 10 o'clock Eastern. I know you said you're going to continue on Thursdays. Should we expect um, with some of the upcoming cards for, for things to get a little earlier? I noticed the next cards at nine. Is, is that kind of the slot you guys are looking at? Yeah, I mean, uh, that will fluctuate based on the network's needs. But I think the next card, uh, as you said, would be at nine o'clock uh, on the uh, East Coast and six o'clock on the West Coast. So for the West Coast, it's a little early. Six o'clock, people are still driving and, you know, and trying to get home probably so you know we'll, it, it'll have to just work out and they'll have to put their dvrs on or have to watch it you know uh at uh at a restaurant or something but you know it's um it's 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 something that we work closely with cbs sports network that's the time because they have football commitments and they have a lot of basketball i'm mean, not basketball but football and they have uh, uh soccer commitments and and uh, PBR, and they have a lot of sports they have commitments to, and so uh, we're happy with uh, with what what uh, what they gave us, which is nine o'clock uh, for the 29th and on. Uh, Scott, you, you said earlier this week that you'd have some fight announcements after the event today. I know it broke today mm. uh, with the Grand Prix matchups mm -hmm. coming back uh, right here in Mohegan Sun. You got any other announcements for us? I mean, we pretty. There's only one more fight that we, you know, we haven't signed it yet, so I don't want to say what it is. But that's our fight in December. But um, you pretty much know the whole schedule now because on uh, the 29th of October we have this the Lima fight versus Gigard. That's going to be a great fight. That's one of my favorite fights on the books right now. The week the week after that, because uh, we're going to go four weeks straight on Thursday nights, uh, is going to be Corey Anderson fighting Melvin Manhoff, uh, and then uh, Patricio Pitbull uh, will fight. Uh, the following weekend against Pedro Caballo. And then the weekend after that will be AJ McKee fighting Darren Caldwell. So we, we have a slate that's, you know, going to be a great lineups uh, every weekend or every week on Thursday nights on CBS sports network. Um, so I think that uh, those, those are, you know, some sizable fights and, and it feels good to get the tournament back on. And I feel great doing it here because this is where it all stopped. You know, the guys are ready to go. COVID hit just got worse a lot of people felt uncomfortable so we shut it down on the day of as you guys know and um that's something that's you know it's just it was the right decision it's just you know a, a bad situation and and here we are i mean honestly i never would have thought that we would be here eight months later going you know we still haven't put this event on i thought it was going to be a break for three four months and then we'd be back in business and you know and this is the new normal you know this is this is how it is so to get the tournament back here get the tournament back going and, you know, have it on CBS Sports Network, it's going to be great. And uh, we're going to, you know, turn up the heat on the tournament. And then AJ, you know, fighting DC the following weekend, a continuation of the tournament. Um, you know, we really want to uh, get to the finals sometime early next year of, uh, of this tournament. Maybe not early, but maybe April, May. But we, you know, one's a quarterfinal, one's a semifinal. And then, you know, we'll fight them off as soon as we can. And then we'll get to the final matchup. And, um, you know, it's a million dollars on the line. It's a lot of money. 
it's a it's a game changer for a lot a lot of these kids. So to me, we're we're gonna get it on, and that's that's really what the announcement was. But it leaked out already, so you know it, it's out there. Uh, Scott, you you talked a lot about the tournament. Your last tournament champion, Douglas Lemar, he's going for the middleweight title. He's still the welterweight champion. There's a lot of welterweights who think they should be first in line. One of the welterweights you have, Yazov Emisov, he's 24 and 0. It's one of the most impressive streaks in all of sports. Tell us what do you think about that streak, and do you think he's he has earned enough with just being 24 and 0 to, to, for him to get the title shot? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. And you know, we want to put on the fights that the fans want to see as well, and that's why we are doing the fight with Gegard. And the one thing about Lima is don't underestimate this guy. He is a big 170 pounder. He's cutting down from 205. So for him to go to 85, it's you know he he can easily carry the weight. It wasn't like when Roy McDonald fought Gegard, and Gegard looked like a monster compared to Roy, and just you know, took it to him. It wasn't even a fight, right? And so I think the size was the issue there. And now Gigar is going to step in there with a person that's as big as him, as tall as him, and has a lot of power, can hit super hard, just like Gigar does. So uh, to me, it's it's going to be interesting how this thing tactically unfolds. And, you know, that's, what, that's why I love, you know, what I do. And I get to sit there and I have the best seat in the house and I get to watch some of the greatest fights, you know, on the planet. Uh, one other welterweight I want to ask you about. Even though he didn't fight tonight, it seemed like everybody was mentioning his name. That was Dylan Danis. I think he got called out two or three times tonight. Uh, that said, when are we going to see him again? Is there anybody who fought tonight as a possible opponent? You know, I'm not even thinking about opponents for Dylan because, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if he's healthy enough to fight yet because, you know, he had uh, surgery, I believe, and he was recovering and doing rehab and then going through the whole COVID thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure it was very difficult to, you know, to rehab during this time. So, you know, once once we have a conversation and he gives us a date that he can fight, we'll put the fight together and then we'll decide who he fights. But, um you know, he's listen. He's he's a gamer. He's going to come out and he's he's going to want to show what he can do as well. And keep in mind, I mean, a lot of people give him slack, but you know, he only has how many fights? Just two or three, four, a handful of fights. You know, he doesn't have uh, you know a big record. He's not a, s- a serious. I mean, a, a seasoned veteran or even a journeyman at this point. You know, he's b- basically starting his MMA career. Um, but listen, if he gets you on the ground with anybody, I think he's dangerous. Scott, my last question for you. You just mentioned the season that one of the most seasoned, decorated, biggest stars in the history of Bellator recently left. Michael Chandler mm-hmm. joined the UFC. Just tell us, I mean, do you expect him to, I mean, last time you had a big star go to the UFC, Eddie Alvarez, he won the title. I mean, are mm-hmm. you betting on mm-hmm. Michael Chandler to do the same? You know, I'll tell you, um, Michael, Michael is somebody that, you know, it's, um, it was a tough decision, but it was, it was just a business decision at this point. You know, and, you know, like I, I explained earlier, it's like a, a general manager of a, of a sports team, right? Do you invest in, in these guys coming up or do you invest in the season veteran? I mean, I think that, um, you know, we've invested heavily in our 135 weight class, right? And I think we have the best 135 weight class in the planet based on the results. We invested in our 205 division, right? Corey Anderson, you know, has already beaten the two guys that are fighting for the title over there. So we have the best 205 pound weight class in the world. And I believe now we have the best 135. So basically is where do you put your funds? And so, you know, Michael was not our champion. Pitbull's our champion. And Pitbull's going to be in this tournament for the next set of time. And so Michael would have just been kind of lingering. And that's that's one of the decisions of why we, you know, said, okay, well, maybe it's time, 
you know, to separate on a business level, but on a personal level, like I'm, my, I wish, I hope he does well, you know, and there's a lot of tough guys in that weight class over there. Um, and uh, I'll keep my fingers crossed for him that uh, he has great fights over there. Uh, my first question, Higo looked strong as ever tonight, but he did miss weight. He said some, uh, the, the weight miss could have been like coronavirus related. So uh, how much will this weight miss like affect his future matchmaking? And what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, you know what? I mean, you know, that, that's, that's unfortunate, right? Because you should make weight. It happens in the sport from time to time. Some people miss weight. And, you know, we'll, we'll monitor it. But I think this, I'm not sure if this has happened before with him. Um, and I think he's fought in a couple of weight classes for us. I mean, he's gone back. I know he fought Pico one time. And so he's gone back and forth. So I think, you know, he should identify a weight that he's really comfortable at. And, and then he should stick to that and he should make weight. We'll be monitoring it. But right now, I, I don't think there's a problem. I just think this is an isolated situation. Uh, second, you've had a slew of major signings recently. Is this something that we could see as like a new normal? Uh, there's a lot more in the pipeline. And um, do you think this is a testament of how great your divisions that you're building are, especially the bantamweight? Yeah, you know what? Like I said, we have the best bantamweight division in the world right now, to me, hands down. And we have so much depth in that division. Easily we could throw a tournament if we wanted to. We have great matchups. But I always said we have to build from the ground up. And I think that's something we're very good at. And we talked about star, identifi star identification, star builders, building the new crop of fighters. And uh, I think we, we have uh, something really good to work with uh, in the 135-pound weight class. Giancarlo. Hi, Scott. Uh, you brought up there about uh, Patricio and uh, competing in this Grand Prix. Uh, where does that leave your lightweight division, though? Like, Does he intend on defending the lightweight title in the future, uh, remain in that weight class, or or is there uh, something where you're going to have to make another interim title or uh, another contender? You know, I'll tell you, um, that's something we're going to have to sit down and talk to him about uh, because this was not meant to be an extended period of time how it's lasted. So to me, we've, we've kind of been extended more than maybe we would like to. And a lot of it has to do with COVID. Listen, I feel very lucky just to be here with you guys and feel lucky to be hosting these fights. And, you know, if we were in Paris this week instead of last week, uh, we, we probably would be getting shut down right now because of all the COVID that's happening in Europe right now. So, listen, we're operational, we're in business, and we're moving forward. And you know, it feels good to it feels good to do that. So that's why the tournament has, you know, been suspended or prolonged for such a long time. And saying that. We're going to fight these guys as fast as we can, which means that, you know, we have the fight in November. If they're ready to go in January, maybe we pick it up again in January and have the finals in March or April, you know, something like that. And, uh, and then we could decide from there. I did hear a rumor that he might give up the, the belt for his brother to get a shot at it. So, you know, unfortunately he didn't fight tonight, so it's uh, hard to assess where we, where we go. But, um, you know, we're, we are in the process of building our 155-pound weight class. Uh, and you'll see a lot of the guys that we've signed in that weight class, and, we'll, and you'll see them starting to get busy here before the end of the year. And, um, you know, in the meantime, we'll talk to Pitbull and see what he wants to do. And final one for me, uh, Cyborg was bringing up Amanda Nunes' rematch, and, uh, of course, like Dana White hasn't really been open as much as doing a cross-promotion fight. Have you ever had something in the past where maybe the discussion was brought up about a potential fight with a Bellator fighter, UFC fighter, or is that just not like a realistic option for her right now? 
I mean, it has not been their business model to do that. So I'm not sure, you know, what their thought is, but I, I don't think that they are, you know, open to do that. So the only way that happens is if uh, Amanda Nunez becomes a free agent one day, then, and she's completely free, then give us a call. That's, that's, that's how I think this fight happens. And believe me, Cyborg would love that fight. She would love to avenge that matchup. She, I, I feel like when we talk about it, she's like, I would love that fight. So to me, hey, we'll get it. We'll, we'll do it in two months if they want to do it, but I just don't think that they're going to do it. So to me, when she's a free agent one day, then, then we, can put the, we can put that fight together. Jay? Thanks very much. Uh, Scott, good show tonight. Um, I guess one of the downsides was losing Patricky, but if there's a silver lining, I'd say it's Steve Mowry uh, improved to 8-0. and oh. Do you feel it's time for him to maybe level up in terms of competition? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I thought I thought he did well. He he seemed very calm, took was controlling the pace, and um, you know, threw some good shots. And uh, you know, it's a big guy, so I, I think that um, you know, it's it, it's time. It's time. Definitely time. Yes, the answer is yes. So I think that we've seen him, and he came up to me after the fight and said. Hey, my, my shin's banged up, but I want to get back in here as soon as I can. You know, like he wants to fight. He wants to just keep fighting. So, you know, as soon as he's healed up, we'll get him back in the cage. Looking forward to that. Looking forward to the Grand Prix, which you've talked about a little. Um, one thing I want to confirm is that they are no longer DAZN exclusives. Is that going to be the case moving forward? Is the era of the DAZN exclusive over? No, you know what? Actually, we're just waiting to see what they want to do. And when they get back, I mean, you know, they have uh, – you know, some issues with Canelo trying to work out. I, I don't think they have scheduled anything with Triple G. Uh, we have nothing scheduled right now, but we're hoping that we can get back on the books and get something going and get this tournament back on the zone like it was. But uh, in the meantime, uh, you know, the show must go on. So we're going to have it on CBS Sports Network, and that's what you're going to see in November is the continuation of the tournament. And then if the zone uh, starts reengaging, then we can. Um, you know, continue the tournament there and do some more great fights. We did some great fights for the zone and, and uh, you know, we're just waiting to see what they want to do. We'll take a couple more here. Donna. Hey, Scott, a couple questions for you. If that's all right. One is to do with Chris Cyborg and this, this boxing match that they've talked about. Could you tell me the extent of the discussions you've had with Eddie Hearn with regards to her fighting Katie Taylor? Cause it seems to me like we would have a real huge pay-per-view on our hands if maybe Katie Taylor goes and beats Amanda Serrano, and in the meantime, Chris Cyborg beats Katzingano, we could have the female Mayweather-McGregor on our hands if, if that happens. Yeah, you know, I will say this. There is dialogue between Eddie Hearn and myself, and uh, I said that will hit him up after this show's over. So we'll continue talking. And again, it's going to be up to Chris what she wants to do. I know, you know, She's like, it's up to us, but really it's up to her and her management and to see what, which way they want to head. If they want to continue fighting MMA, cause she's, you know, she's training MMA right now. Um, and, and, you know, listen to me, the caveat is going to be this. If, if they want to fight and this might be a deal breaker on some levels, but um, part of me feels like this. When I, when I saw the McGregor fight against um, Mayweather, I felt like, you know, McGregor is not a, you know, a boxer, he's an MMA fighter. Does he do boxing? Yes. But is he at the level of Mayweather? No. So to me, I felt like that fight worked out the way it did. But Mayweather should have fought Connor in MMA as part of the reciprocation of that. I do not think Eddie Hearn's going to give you that. 
well, then uh, we'll have to work it out. But, you know, it depends on what Cyborg wants to do. If Eddie Hearn, you know, wants to see who is the best female um, combat, female combat star and capability, then, you know, maybe he should think about it.